Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host, and the show, which began just about two years ago in September of 2019, was formerly known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. The library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Seniors Straight Talk, and they can also be downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is now also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel, so please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, Watch out for my upcoming free Caregiver Distress Recovery Challenge, helping caregivers find a path to bringing much-needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, my registered trademark, which is also the basis of a self-care commitment letter, and teaches strategies from our proprietary framework for self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness that will help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basics. My latest book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve, is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes, and assisted living residences. And I'm always happy to say that I'm honored that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book. So I hope you purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. I'm looking forward to having an audio version of the book in the near future. Senior Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Seniors Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And I'm Thrilled that Olive Community Services, a nonprofit organization in Fullerton, California, is a Senior Straight Talk sponsor. And before we begin, I always have to thank my friend and colleague, Peter DeGear of DeGear Therapy Services, who is a consultant specializing in rehabilitation therapy services in nursing homes. So today, I'm proud to share a conversation with Voice for Elder Care radio show co-host, Rubina Chaudhry who, as said, is president of Olive Community Services, a nonprofit organization in Fullerton, California, dedicated to providing culturally appropriate services to the diverse senior population. Rubina's passion for elder care stems from her personal experience as an only child living more than 1,000 miles away from her aging parents who were in their 90s. 
This experience led her to found Olive Community Services. Rubina is also a successful entrepreneur and role model. Rubina established and is president of Mars, an engineering and management consulting firm in Southern California, and mentors young people on their entrepreneurial journey. So Rubina, I'm so thrilled you're here with me today. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much, Phyllis. I'm thrilled to be with you. And, and um, you know, we, we, when we were doing our show together, I'm on the East Coast, you're on the West Coast, but I think today we both have beautiful weather. Yes, we do. We are up in the 90s. How about you? Um, I think we're more milder in the 70s. It's very comfortable, but the sun is shining and it's a nice change from all the rain that we've had lately. Oh, great, great. We, I'm looking outside, as I always reported, it's beautiful, it's sunny, and there's a little breeze, so it's moving the leaves on the, on the trees, but we are looking forward to uh, an, a hot afternoon. Okay, well, talking about afternoons, tomorrow afternoon, I know that Olive has a special event um, to celebrate, celebrate Grandparents' Day. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday. Uh, Grandparents' Day is actually the first Sunday after Labor Day. Correct. And I thought it would be great to talk about the event and about Grandparents' Day and how it came to be. I'd love to, you know, the listeners to hear a little bit about the story. I actually this morning text my daughter, did she know that tomorrow was Grandparents' Day and she knew nothing about it? So I think that um, a lot of people don't know. So I'm thrilled that you were able to be here with me today so we could talk about it. Yes, Phyllis, you're so, so right. And maybe in the years to come, it'll be as popular as Mother's Day, Father's Day. And we will do our part in, in, uh, in uh, starting that conversation and spreading that word. Uh, National Grandparents Day is uh, not an official holiday, but it is a proclamation that was that's made every year in Congress to uh, to make it happen, and it's uh, the the legislation was passed in 1978 to create the National Grandparents Day, but the first National Grandparents Day was celebrated in 1979, and it was signed by President Jimmy Carter. So. That's how it happened at the legislative level, but how did it come about? You know, there's a very nice story behind it, how one woman carried the torch, how one woman carried the torch and made this happen. And her name was Marion McQuaid. And Mrs. McQuaid began her campaign in 1970. So you can tell from 1970 to 1978, it took her eight years to you know, to go through the different levels of uh, of advocacy to make this uh, this day a reality, uh, Mrs. McQuaid passed away in two thousand and eight at the age of ninety one. She had fifteen children, uh, forty three grandchildren, and fifteen great grandchildren. She was truly a family family uh, woman. Uh, so now, I just I just want to interject something. How this sure. really her passion uh, started uh, when she you know way before this legislation passed and before this advocacy started. And it should be known that she it wasn't just like one woman in 
she uh, just came up with this idea. She was involved in legislative initiatives, but uh, one of her her children remembers that as as a child, that Mrs. McQuaid used to visit people in the community who they called shut-ins. We actually still use that term sometimes. And she used to bring them food and uh, visit them so that they weren't alone because she recognized the importance of, um, she recognized the importance of um, connection. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, in actually in 1972, Richard Nixon um, proclaimed National Shut-In Day okay. um, to, in honor of her efforts that people shouldn't be alone and isolated. And um, that's, I think, where the, real, the journey began mm-hmm. for Mrs. McQuaid and for, fa- you know, paving the way for Grandparents' Day. But you, you right. know, continue with what you were saying. I just want yes. to... Yes, you know, there, are, there is always a journey and there are uh, many people along the way. That uh, that one comes across that one, you know, and, and, and there are many steps there. So this is um, very good that you share this, uh, this Phyllis. Now, I want to come back to the present day Grandparents Day. And uh, now it the Grandparents Day has its own flower, a national flower. And that's the forget me not. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah. Forget me not is the National Grandparents Day flower. And it also has a song. Oh. The national song is A Song for Grandma and Grandpa by Johnny Prill. And it's a a well-recognized song. And as while I was researching for our conversation today, and I listened to it, and it's beautiful. And uh, those who want to can go on YouTube and uh, search Johnny Prill, A Song for Grandma and Grandpa. And it's, uh, it's available there. Yeah. Um, so, Phyllis, that's a little bit of the history. Then um, Olive started our first Grandparents' Day two years ago in 2019. You know, we, you know, Olive is a new organization. We just turned five years old. We were that at that time three years old. And we were really trying to fill our annual calendar with signature events. And we selected Grandparents' Day as one of those signature events. And uh, we had a wonderful gathering at a park, activities, games, uh, food, you know, grandparents, grandchildren, family, uh, you know, uh, coloring, a photo booth, all that kind of, you know, all, all fun stuff. So it was really well attended. I don't remember the number, but I think it was well over 150 people that uh, that attended in the first uh, first year. And we had some gifts and announcements, and it was really, you know, a, a, a day in the park and beautiful. And that's what Mrs. McQuaid envisioned it to be. As a matter of fact, an interesting little piece of information is that Mother's Day and Father's Day have an apostrophe to, sh- to uh, show possession, but it, Grandparents' Day intentionally does not because she envisioned it as, as a family day, not okay. belonging to any one person, um, but that 
that the grandparents played a vital role in the family. And um, so I think that the event that you planned is right, is consistent with what her vision was from the the beginning. That's wonderful. I know I was there with my grandchildren and uh, there were even, you know, more than two, three generations there. And it was really, really beautiful. And then, as everybody knows, the pandemic in 2020. Right. We all had to, we all had to shift our course. And uh, of course, in September of 2020, we could not hold public events. So we did not want to ignore it. And we did a virtual TV program and we did activities leading up to the TV program. And the activities are, were something like art projects in our Live, Learn, Thrive program, uh, uh, grandchildren uh, posting video messages to their grandparents, grandparents posting their messages. And then we did this contest, who would win, the, you know, who had the best video, who had the best art right. project, et cetera. And then we invited you know, a couple of speakers and it was, uh, it was very, very well attended. And, uh, uh, you know, we talked about the significance of elders and taking care of elders and learning from elders. So that was our, our program in 2020. And now we come to 2021 and uh, we are planning a very nice hybrid program. Oh, that's terrific. I, and I'm, um, it is so important. A grandparents day, as we talk about elders and elder care, obviously that's, the space that I come from, that we really acknowledge the importance that older people have in our society, in our families, but in our communities. And how we care for them says a lot about us, I think, as a society. And that we do have to acknowledge them and celebrate them. and, And how difficult the pandemic has made that. Right, And you know this very well. I experienced it firsthand in the last three weeks when I visited my mom after 18 months. Right. She's 93 and, uh, you know, and, and I really want to acknowledge and appreciate your support. It was like my, I had my personal consultant, <laughs> my personal consultant behind me in my ear. And I, I really did appreciate your, your support while I was going through it in terms of caring for my mom in terms of um, what I should be looking out for, you know, and what I should, how I should be communicating, what I should be paying attention to. And if you can give me 30 seconds more, I, at your suggestion, I started mom back on knitting because she loves to knit. Right. I, and let me, let me just say a little bit about why I made that suggestion. If I may. Sure. It's okay if I share it. So the issue was that she was getting up a lot from her chair, her wheelchair. She had, she had a broken hip and she's not able to walk as yet. And there were concerns that she would fall. And there are other issues along with that, that I, that aren't important to go into right now. But I suggested, is there any activity that she would like to do with her hands that Mm -hmm. would keep her engaged um, and keep her focused 
so that she wouldn't think about getting up so often. And you said she enjoyed knitting. I said, well, Bingo. How, about, how about trying that? Yes, no, I, I, it was really very good suggestion. And I, I know this is how it evolved and, and it, it has been helpful. Yes, thank you. And, and the, the reason I want to talk about that is because if anybody, you know, for people listening who have a loved one in that situation, there are so many, and, and it could be whether they're in a nursing home or in their own home, uh, there, are, there are activities they could do or other creative ways to approach the situation. You just have mm-hmm. to kind of be a little bit of a detective and, right. and think out of the box um, about how you can engage a person. Right. And, and the other, th- other thing I noticed was that there were no plants or decorations or anything. And it would look kind of bare other than things on the wall. And the answer I got was that they had to remove everything extraneous during COVID. There are a lot of things they had to remove. Yeah. Okay. Many well, that's there. I will just say that mm-hmm. uh, in all fairness, for transparency, your mother is living in a place um, in Canada. Right. And so the rules and regulations and are point different. of view and philosophy may be a little different. Philosophy as well as their place had a COVID outbreak also. So we don't know their, we don't know their real reasons, but uh, I noticed that, uh, that there were lack of decorative items, the plant, etc. Well, we won't go into that here. Okay, Phyllis, we won't go in there. That's not the purpose of this conversation, but I'm thrilled that she was able to do this knitting. That was the the purpose of it. And it engaged her. And that's a wonderful thing. And, and and to finish this, I hope the listeners get how how passionate Phyllis is about <laughs> seniors and senior care. If they could just see her as I'm seeing her on Zoom, you you know she's she's really passionate about about her work and her advocacy. And I'm I'm grateful to call her a friend. Well, likewise, and I'm glad I was there to be able to support you because it wasn't difficult. It wasn't easy, I mean, to to visit after 18 months and then after having, because you did visit for an extended period of time, then to to have to leave after that extended period of time. So it was, um, I'm glad that I was able to be part of that journey with you. I actually feel like she's my mother a little bit. Oh, thank you so much, Phyllis. And um, so, you know, with that, uh, I I really am interested in finding out what this year's Grandparents' Day will consist of. And being that you said it's a hybrid event, you know, I'm very interested in how you're bringing those two aspects of it together. I think it's great that there are people that are able to and feel comfortable participating in person. And, right. and as we know, there are people either they're not able to or right. they don't feel comfortable doing that yet. And so the fact that you all have acknowledged that and is able to create this hybrid event, I think is really terrific. So I know that somebody from Olive is going to be joining us for the second mm-hmm. part of our conversation. Do you want to just tell a little Did bit who that is before we yes, go to break? Yes, we'll be joined shortly by Zainab Sayed. Uh, she's our uh, programs, senior programs coordinator, dynamic, love seniors. And I wanted her to share about the program. And what we're doing, uh, 
fill is just briefly is we're following all of the COVID protocols. Everything from masks to temperature, we have drive-through, it's all outside. And we have um, engaged a videographer so that we will create a video so that those who are not able to be there will be able to see, get a feeling of what it is. And we will make it as one of our programs. Oh, that's Um, a beautiful thing. So it's not live being streamed or something. But that, that is the intention is to have it recorded so that we could share it with others. And right. in the next segment, Zainab will be joining us and, uh, and we will be talking about the plans uh, for this year. Okay, so we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk, talking more about Grandparents Day and Olive's wonderful event for Grandparents Day. We'll be right back. Olive Community Services is a 501c3 that provides culturally appropriate services to seniors, their family, and the community. Through their interactive programs, Olive engages participants physically and mentally with a focus on building strength, mobility, and mental health. To learn more, get involved, or make a donation, visit olivecs.org. Together, let's live, learn, and thrive. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now, back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk. I'm here with Rubina Chaudhry and Zainab, uh, who joined us for this second segment, talking about Olive's Grandparents' Day and the wonderful event they have planned out in Fullerton, California. And um, I'm kind of jealous that I'm not able to be there, but one of these days I will be there. So um, I'm looking forward to hearing about it and uh, I'll conjure up all the wonderful images in my mind about everything that's going on. So welcome, Zainab. I'm so glad to uh, have you here to talk about the event. And um, feel free to tell us what, what you've planned or what all of us had planned. Thank you so much for having me, Phyllis. It's a pleasure to be here um, and share about our upcoming event. I'm not going to lie, it was challenging because, you know, post-pandemic doing uh, an event is uh, involving a lot of logistics. Uh, It's not what it used to be. It also involves a lot of September sunlight that we did not expect. It's so hot out here in sunny California. We're expecting 
almost 95 degree weather. So praying for a cooler day that day with the blessings and prayers of the grandparents. Hopefully <laughs> that works. It's trick. Um, so we're excited. Um, we have an olive base uh, now and a home. So uh, it's an opportunity for our olivers, as we refer to our attendees and participants, uh, to come and check out what we have planned in this upcoming, um, I guess you could say, fall season of programs. Uh, and we have different fun activities planned. So for obviously food and dessert, we have food trucks coming um, and we have Nashville hot chicken being served and uh, a dessert, uh, what do you call sweet shack with Italian ice, a perfect, uh, you know, dessert for this hot, hot weather. Um, and then for an art activity, we have a vendor uh, whose name is Mayu Silk Art, and she, uh, the owner, her name's Star, she does an amazing job of water marbling. So it's an activity where um, the grandparents can get together with their grandchildren or their own children and, you know, uh, find these ceramic, different type of materials that Star will be uh, bringing to the event. And then they create a design in these little water uh, tubs, put paint, customize it based on whatever they like, what colors they like, and then they dip that little ceramic piece. So it could be coasters oh. or picture frames and even little silk bandanas. So something, a takeaway from Grandparents Day that they can uh, save as a good memory that, oh, you know, we made this together. Um, so something instant and small. Um, and of course, a beautiful Grandparents Day portrait. We have a vintage backdrop, backdrop uh, ready. And, you know, I know grandparents love printed pictures. So we made sure that the pictures <laughs> and photo booth are going to be printed and, you know, they can use it on their refrigerators. So those are the big things. And of course, we have our olive store, um, all the merchandise that we have in the store all proceeds go to Olive and our cookbook and Olive Delights cookbook is a star of the show. So, um, you know, it, it became such a very popular venture uh, that we had to reprint a whole bunch of copies again. Um, so uh, really excited, 101 recipes, family recipes across generations and from all different backgrounds, diverse recipes. So uh, from Southern chicken, uh, to all the way to South African, you know, uh, delights. So we got it all in there. Wow, um, terrific. Yeah. So good opportunities. Uh, just, you know, bringing that engagement. Um, I was telling my uh, colleagues the other day, I feel so emotional too, because, you know, I haven't uh, seen so many of our Olivers in person. And now we're finally going to see them trying to do everything we can to bring, you know, it, uh, keep it a safe environment, COVID waivers, uh, you name it, masking, social distancing, uh, so that, you know, we have the opportunity. That's, I think that as event um, coordinators and program staff is how do we move beyond, you know, the, the pandemic is going to have its aftermath, you know, and, you know, it's important that we do this type of engagement without sacrificing safety and also, you know, 
putting for, forward these important social connections that are so necessary for our seniors. And, and necessary for all of us, really. And there are many of us who are really who, um, and I, I'll say myself included, who have had periods of time where I felt, um, you know, this, this lack of personal connection. Yes, I, yes, there's talking on the phone with people, there are Zooms, but this lack of personal connection, it does have, it does have an effect. Um, exactly. And now we have such a good Zoom audience or an online audience. So a part of me is thinking of doing a live telecast of what's going on on Facebook or YouTube. We have those uh, portals for our Olive page. So maybe I could do a little Facebook live during the event so that an online audience like yourself can join in the fun, you know? That would be fantastic. I'd love to see what's going on. I, uh, there are Facebook lives that I know I should do. I, I really haven't. Um, there's something that's holding me back from it. I don't know what it is. I do so many other things, but maybe if I see you guys doing it, it will, um, it will get me to yeah. jump in. The beauty of the live uh, documentary, uh, documenting something live is that it doesn't have to be polished or edited, you know, it is just what it is. It's the people laughing, smiling, you see them in the element and, you know, what's happening. It, it captures the emotions, which is hard to capture in a edited video, I think, you know. It's, Absolutely. It's yeah. You'll see the smiles coming, uh, you know, so naturally and everyone's joy being shared. Absolutely. So how many of the people that are in the Olive program in general, what, how many of them do you think are, are feeling comfortable participating live? Uh, or in person? I think they're the ones who are vaccinated. Definitely, I see a sense of more confidence on their end. Uh, and those who have grandchildren who are already vaccinated as well. I think the challenging one is when the kids are younger uh, then 12. Uh, that is where the hesitancy can. And, you know, by all means, respect that this is uh, their will, they if they feel comfortable coming and some have told us very kindly that they will be unable to attend. And that is, you know, uh, something we respect and understand. Um, so it is a, a 50 50, I would say, uh, in terms of who's attending and who's not. Some also because of distance, a huge bunch of our Olivers live like an hour, hour and a half away from us in mm -hmm. LA. Um, so the commute could be a challenge. It is Sunday late uh, afternoon. So if they have work the next day or other commitments, it does get challenging. So those are little things. Uh, but we had to consider a later time because again, uh, being a hotter day um, and we wanted to do it at Olive Base. So some good lessons learned, too, in terms of last time we did it in a nice shady park. So I wish right. we can take it back uh, to that. We just took the advantage of letting them know what Olive Base looks like, what the location is. And we had the opportunity to set up a day before. When you have your own home ground, it's so right. much easier because you can store your items. And, you know, that's what we were busy doing earlier than this. Right, Rubina Auntie? Yeah. What time of the day is the event? It is 4 to 7 p.m. Um, that's Pacific time. Pacific time, yes. Right. Even though this, uh, this podcast is going to air after the event is over, mm -hmm. it will probably air on Wednesday. I still want to give people a sense of the time of day that it is. And I think, mm -hmm. obviously, taking into consideration 
the weather and the heat is, is so important, especially for older people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And keeping them hydrated. So we make oh. sure there's plenty of water. Yes. You got me there because that was the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> Actually, it's, a, it's very nicely organized, uh, Phyllis. There we have a, a building, tall building, and Zenab's identified a space where the shade will be coming as the evening progresses. So it's possible that our food and the eating tables will be there. We're in the we're getting some pop-up tents so to you know to do the best that we can. And this weather is something we can't predict. You know, back east you may have a snow and a hailstorm. Here we have the heat. So absolutely, so we have to work with. And, and and you know, I'm very happy to hear some of Zerab's plans that we might do Facebook Live, which is wonderful because I was in the earlier segment, I was sharing with Phyllis about our video that we're going to uh, make and make available. And another thing, Phyllis, that's of interest because of this called COVID impact, and we've been doing um, virtual programs, we have wide reach. It's beyond Southern California. It's beyond, you know, Fullerton. So physically, some of the, you know, Olivers are not able to come. But in time, in future, we will have more than one events. Oh, that's uh, especially as Olive expands to other areas. Uh, that would be great. Uh, just envisioning that if they could be streamed so people can experience Grandparents Day from other communities or other locales in other parts of the country or other parts of California and stream and people can experience uh, well, the grandparents day in different locales. That's uh, something to think about for the future, obviously. And I'm going to look forward to when you two connect <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay. so this really sounds wonderful. Um, I'm so glad Zenab that you were able to talk about it. Is is there anything else in particular you'd like to share with us about the activity or the reactions you're getting from people about who are coming to the event or those who are not coming to the event? I think it's such a new concept. I'm sure you've already discussed the history of Grandparents Day. It's an actual holiday. It's in, on the calendar. It's something that's been around. Uh, but, you know, bringing attention, we have all these, you know, vendors putting onto focus Father's Day or Mother's Day. So I think if we could bring Grandparents Day to a focus where, you know, people mark their calendars and make sure they are honoring their grandparents. I mean, if anything, at the end of the day, I want people, no matter where they are, taking the time to speak to their grandparents and, you know, giving them some time. At the end of the day, they all want quality time with their grandchildren. And I had a little session this past Thursday in our programs where I asked them, what is the joy of being a grandparent? And their, their smiles got wider and wider. And they said, you know, it's the best job in the world. Like, you know, you enjoy your time and you give your child back. And like for them, they mentioned their, their grandkids in such uh, amazement, how smart they are, how appreciative they are of their questions, keeping their brains working with their curiosity and, you know, uh, also uh, willing to learn things like technology with their grandkids. So if anything, I think any listeners out there to your podcast, please take the time to, you know, spend time with your grandparents. These are very cherished memories that you have. 
and they are wisdom keepers. They have so much experience uh, with our events like story time. We've learned their life stories and life lessons of how they've overcome many such events like the pandemic is just one for them. They've attend, they've experienced so much more. Right. Um, so, so much out there that can be creatively uh, utilized when you're spending time, make it more uh, meaningful and quality time. What I, what came to my mind is as you were speaking is <clears throat> there may be people who don't have grandparents mm-hmm. um, or people, let's say of my age group who, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I no longer have grandparents But I would encourage people, if they don't have grandparents in their midst or in their families, to see if they can reach out to an older person in their community um, on Grandparents' Day or around Grandparents' Day and connect with them in some way, somebody they see in the community or reach out to, I don't know, local nursing homes or local community centers and see if they can make that intergenerational connection. Right. And you might have a neighbor next door who is isolated, who doesn't have family visiting because of, again, travel restrictions or whatnot. So, yeah, send a nice warm meal. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Absolutely. Or, or even, um, I don't know, or even a card or even stopping and just talking with someone for a few minutes. You know, when I leave my house uh, at the end of the road, um, I'm kind of on this this it's not a private road, but, but it's a road that leads to the main road. And there's a woman there who is a, obviously she's a caregiver. Um, she's from an agency, apparently, who's very often sitting outside with this gentleman. And she always appreciates when I, I wave, I say a few words to her, to them. Uh, people really appreciate this. Even if somebody has a person with them, having an interaction with someone else is very, very meaningful. Absolutely. That's the best gift, the gift of time. Absolutely. That's gold. That's absolutely gold. And it costs nothing. It costs nothing. That's right. I always say that about a smile, that Mm -hmm. it costs nothing, and it's the best accessory, and it goes with any outfit. And so even sharing a smile with someone can warm their heart, means so much. So even if it's you're shopping in the grocery store or in the community, if you see an older person, stop and talk to them, say hello, ask them how they're feeling, let them know it's Grandparents Day. There may be people who are of a certain age that don't know about Grandparents Day either. Right. I know. I, and I hope, uh, you know, businesses and nonprofits pick up on this and celebrate it, decorate their, you know, facilities, senior homes, whatnot, and actually bring it to focus. I hope when I walk into, you know, a party decor store, I see Grandparents Day decor, just like I see Mother's Day or Father's Day cards and decor. Right. Now, when Mrs. McQuaid uh, was thinking about this holiday, I mean, she she didn't want it to become commercial in that way. However, I think there is an element of commercialism that is needed in a way in order to create more awareness. Absolutely. And, and more, vis- you know, it creates visibility. It creates awareness. Um, you know, it brings it to the, the focus of the, you know, your conversation of, of your um, you know, even even just going into a store and seeing grandparents day or cards about grandparents more displayed more visibly. Right. 
more prominently can start to, you know, make an impression in people. Right. Um, Usually when that happens is the date is mentioned, right? Like grandparents right. day is September 12th and that may, maybe people will mark their calendars when they see that. Right. And, and it is true. It, the date changes every year, but just like labor day is the first Monday in September, grandparents day is the first Sunday after labor day. Right. So it's easy to remember that way. Just like father's day changes, the date changes and, and the mother's day, it changes depending on, you know, the week in the month. Um, I think it's Mother's Day is the second Sunday, is it? And Father's Day is the third Sunday in June? Or is it the other way around? I don't really remember. But if people start to become aware of that, then, like you said, they can mark their calendars. They can think of what they could do ahead of time. Exactly. And if they procrastinate, they can buy that card. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. What the they're heck? running out of time, uh, you know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if not the time, the thought does definitely count. <laughs> so. Absolutely. And there are so many things you could do. Listen, people buy flowers for Mother's Day. They buy candy for Valentine's Day. I mean, there are so many things you could do, even if it is a um, even if it is a plant, even if it's something. Uh, I don't know that if people really realize the importance of taking care of something. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there have been uh, studies that when you take care of a plant, it, 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 it brings people out. It, they become more alive. They become more conversant. They become a more interactive. So even if you bring someone a plant and they, they can see it grow and they water it, it's something to nurture. It, it touches them inside. You know, Olive also has a, a special gift for grandparents. Zainab, would you like to share what's okay. in it? And then uh, and there you have, I think, a, a poem or something. To, so let's uh, share with uh, Phyllis. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for reminding me. I completely forgot about that one. Um, yeah, it, it was a nice idea that our team of, uh, you know, our uh, Grandparents Day event team decided that we need to uh, do something very nice and special and complimentary for our attendee grandparents. So we prepared a special gift and it's called the Grandparent Survival Kit. Um, and uh, we created a little poem with all the items inside it. If you want, I could read it out to yes, you. Yes, please, please. 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 Yes. And, and, and Phyllis, you will be getting one. We will be oh. mailing one to you. Oh, so. that's very yes. sweet. Because yeah. I am a grandparent. You are a grandparent, yes. Yeah. Right. So as I mentioned, the first word is an item that's in the bag and we just added a tagline to it so that, you know, there's more thought with every item in the bag and not just a bag full of, you know, little things. So first there's olives to help you live, learn and thrive. Emergency for strengthened immunity. Ooh. A pen to share your thoughts, hopes and dreams. Lifesavers to remind you that you are one, a jar opener to let out the goodness from within, a brain teaser to give your mind a workout. So I love it. Yeah. So there's all these little items and trinkets. So a goodie bag with everything in it being meaningful and, you know, put together for a grandparent to enjoy. I love that. Yeah. How creative and ingenious. Uh, 
those items and how you plus the plus the family portrait which is priceless you know i have an amazing team of volunteers and i must mention that that this event would not be possible without our volunteers and um what i would like to see is that many of our volunteers happen to be grandparents themselves i would like to see more of the younger generation putting their time and energy into events like this. Like, you know, you see people always signing up during Thanksgiving break to give back to the community. So I would love to see more volunteers uh, who are grandchildren coming and saying, you know, I don't have the time personally to do something, but I would contribute to an event like this where I can bring my grandparents and enjoy and have a fun day uh, where they meet their friends and also take away some memorable items like this. So uh, I have a question about that. So the event is really open to mm-hmm. anybody. It's not just for Olive. Another, is that correct? Yes, it is open. We have an Eventbrite link um, and we've kept it completely free to sign up. There's obviously some guidelines for safety purposes that we have requested all attendees to follow. Um, and such as masking, maintaining social distance among uh, different households, and fi- uh, signing a COVID waiver. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we have different stations. That way we comp- have the crowd under control, and every station will have certain spots for waiting. And if the spots are filled, you go to the other station. So there's food, there's uh, dessert, there's the artwork photo booth, the gift, you name it. There's so much to do. And once you're done, hey, you're welcome to leave. Uh, that's the plan. So again, having a space uh, that is belongs to Olive or a parking area where we could set up and outdoors being a more safer environment than indoors allowed us to actually have uh, this event come true to life. Oh, well, it sounds fantastic. And like mm-hmm. I said, I hope you do a Facebook Live so I'll get a chance to... Uh, sharing the experience um, right. that would really be fantastic uh, i mean i think you do it just doing a fantastic job and as you say zenab it takes it takes a village it takes a lot of people to put an event like this together it's not just one person or three people it takes a lot and for all of those people who are participating as vendors or whether they're you know donating their time or not i think it's terrific that they they realize the meaningfulness of this and they want to participate in the event. I think it's absolutely terrific. That's true. And, you know, and we have to maintain quality because so many of our uh, Olivers remember our first grandparents day and they are returning because they had such a good time on our first grandparents day. So they know when it's an olive sponsored or olive run event, it is, um, you know, it is going to be a place where they will have a good time. And there's a lot of thought put into it. And, you know, many times people want to organize. And, you know, that's my goal to keep it a nice organized program with some good content and good things to do something unique and different. Yeah, it sounds absolutely fantastic. So Rubina and Zenab, thanks so much for generously sharing your time, for telling us about your wonderful event. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't wait to, uh, as I said, we're recording this on Saturday. The event is tomorrow. So I will look forward to seeing the Facebook Live. And um, I hope the listeners will think about 
their grandparents or people in their community or think about it for next year. Because like I said, when this is posted, it will be probably Wednesday, it will be after Grandparents Day. But there's always next year, there's always and and by the way, you don't have to wait for Grandparents Day, right? There's always this weekend or the next day to remember the people in your community and in your lives that Mm -hmm. are older and that are important and the contribution that they make. Right. And I would request all your listeners, if they would like, if they're on social media, please, uh, you know, share a picture of your grandparent and put the hashtag Olive Grandparents Day. So that way we get to see their pictures with their loved ones and we get to enjoy you from wherever you are out there. That sounds terrific. So at this juncture, I guess we've come to the end. So please join us on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon signing off. And please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms. 